the Open Source Creative Podcast, Episode 17 on Selfishness. This is the Open Source Creative Podcast, a podcast where I ramble on about creativity, process, and open source software during my work commute. I'm Jason Van Gumster, your host and driver. New episode for your earballs. Whee! It's been a couple of busy weeks for me personally. Let's see. Let's let me run down the thing. Blender for Dummies Third Edition came out. Uh, if if you would like to get a copy, you can get it at any book retailer. It could be for somebody else. Doesn't have to be for you, but I would appreciate it. I'm pretty proud of it, actually. As, as part of the launch of it, I also relaunched BlenderBasics.com as the official website for it and posted a whole bunch of free tutorials uh, that directly correspond with the book there. If you, you don't have to have the book to go through the tutorials, though. So uh, if you want to see different things on modeling, texturing, rigging, a little bit of animation stuff, uh, they're there. And I continue, I'm going to continue putting more tutorials and stuff there as well. So... Keep an eye on it. Also, relative to the Kickstarter campaign that I talked about in the last episode, the money through for Kickstarter has filtered its way through their their uh, f- fees and, and whatnot and into my bank account. So I was able to purchase 100 ISBNs for all of the book stuff, and therefore I got started on the publishing process for... My first indie book, Definitely True Year One, which is the first year, first 365 lies uh, that I've been lying every day with. And as part of that, I've finished the formatting and the layout and uh, did a bunch of rendering for the book covers. And I still have to do the website for Definitely True, but well, I'll get to that. And um, But yeah, all of that's set to go. The Kickstarter backers are going to get their copies of everything very shortly. And the book is currently scheduled for pre-release. I'm, I'm hoping that all of the different places I've set things up for have their stuff together. And uh, June 1st will be the latest that will be out. But I think, it, I think it's at least out for pre-order on Amazon and Kobo and, and a couple others. So I'll... I'll keep if 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 I find the links to it before by the time I finish recording this, <laughs> then I'll I'll post those in the show notes. But enough about me. Let's talk about some open source news stuff that's happened since the last episode. A lot of fun things here. Let's see. The um, there is the there was a post on Blender Artists, which full disclosure, I'm a moderator there. Uh, about a Blender transparency blog that's supposed to be starting this month. Uh, the first post for it hasn't gone up yet, but you can see the discussion about what is expected to go there and whatnot. I'll have a link for that in the show notes. Also, a Blender, another Blender-related thing that was kind of cool, there was an announcement of a Agent 327 feature-length film that Blin- there's going to be a Blender Animation Studios uh, new sort of business entity, I suppose, that's going to be contributing to help with the production of Agent 327. Agent 327 is a comic book character, kind of a Get Smart style comic book character from uh, that's popular in the Netherlands, and they're going to be working on the helping with the production for that. So that'll be an interesting thing to see that as it moves itself along. Um, 
there was a quick, like, 30 or 60, it wasn't even, I don't think it was even 30 seconds uh, of a test animation thing that um, the Blender Institute animation folks did. Mostly it was a Hjelti Hjelmarsson, which I've, I'm sure I've, there's, there's, a, there's an extra in there somewhere that I've I've forgotten. So if he does listen to this podcast, or if you know him and are listening to this podcast, laugh at him for my 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 improper pronunciation of his name. In any case, he did a lot of the animation on that, and it looked really good. And uh, I I like to think that that helped or was part of that whole contributing factor for it. In any case, uh, that's Agent Three Twenty Seven. What else do we have? Oh, let's talk some quick releases. Ardor Four was released. So if you're doing the digital audio, the digital audio workstation thing using Jack and all of the cool things you can do with Ardor, that's out now. Synfig Studio 1.0, the 1.0 release of Synfig Studio is now out. So if you're doing vector style animation, Synfig's the way to go. You can play with that. Shotcut 15.05, which I guess the yeah that's versioning for a year, so May of 2015. That was released for video editing. If you're interested in that, Shotcut. I have never actually played a whole lot with Shotcut. I need to sit down and and mess with it. My impression is that it's mostly a cuts only sort of thing, but um, I'm not for sure for sure. So we'll see. So that's the releases that I'm aware of. Two other big announcer announcement e kind of things. Uh, Krita 3.1 Kickstarter. So they're doing a Kickstarter. They did, they've done funding Kickstarters in the past. They're doing another one. And the one that I'm, the reason I'm really interested about this, the, a lot of people are interested in it because they're going to try and really accelerate it to do cool things like paint with, you know, 3,000 pixel brushes, 3,000 pixel radius brushes on an 8,000 pixel canvas, which would be totally sweet and very awesome. But what I'm more interested in is animation capabilities. They're adding raster-based hand-drawn animation timeline kind of stuff to Krita. And if you've seen my earlier blog post on how I use Krita in conjunction with Blender's Grease Pencil, um, you'll, you'll perhaps know why I'm so excited to see this actually come to fruition. So definitely, if you, if you can afford it, go be a backer for that uh, thing. Um, both, both for you and, and for me. <laughs> Uh, and the the last little bit of news is the Blender Conference call for participation. The Blender Conference is going is as always is, is in October this year. It's October twenty third, twenty fourth, and twenty fifth, I believe. And the call for participation, where you you know show present a talk or 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 show some work or or those sort of things, they're they're asking for people to submit those. So if you got it. Go ahead and get those things submitted and see if you can't get yourself out to Amsterdam in October. I am, uh, I'm going to try like hell to be there again, so I love that conference. That, for the most part, is the news, as far as I know. <laughs> I'm sure I've forgotten something, so if you feel like I have, feel free to comment on it in, in the uh, comments for this episode, or, you know yell at me on Twitter or Facebook or all those other things. But let's on let's get to the the meat of this episode talking about ugh, talking about selfishness as it pertains to art and free software and those sort of things. But let me pause for a second there. When I was when I went back and I was editing the actual episode, a couple things stood out. One, 
the reference com- Twitter conversation that I talk about in the episode is now two weeks old. So, yeah, I'm, I'm nice and timely. But it's still relevant in my head, so I'm, I'm, I'm still publishing this, this episode, damn it. The other thing is that I, <laughs> I did an absolute shit job when I was driving of introducing the topic and, and how the whole thing started. So let me, let me try and break it down a little bit better than is in the actual... Uh, driving portion of the episode. I, I didn't cut it out, so you'll still he'll hear me sort of fumble and tell the story wrong, but it goes like this. I follow these people on Twitter. Specifically, in this case, the where it started was Chris Oatley, who's a Disney character designer and art instructory teachery guy, and Stephen Brooks, who runs a podcast called the Rubber Onion Animation Podcast, uh, by the way, good podcast. You should listen to it. And they, I saw one one pair of tweets between them, and for some some reason, I felt compelled to butt my dumb ass in and 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 give an opinion. Uh, Stephen Brooks actually never got into it, never got into the conversation, but Chris Oatley did respond, and he and another artist by the name of Amanda Carbine had a fun exchange with me uh, in terms of tweets and thoughts and ideas, and. As a result of that conversation, I couldn't get it out of my head, so I spit it out during the drive and to share with the rest of you. So yeah, that that's pretty much how that whole thing started. And now, you can hear the results. Now. Oh, we're going to toast marshmallows, are we? Could be. I got no idea how long this episode's gonna be because, well, not sure how if I'm <laughs> if I'm gonna get sucked all the way into the topic or not. So we'll uh, we'll just have to see. Yeah. So welcome to the main meat of the show. Ah. <laughs> so I want to talk about creativity and open source software within the context of selfishness. Selfishness. Yeah, selfishness. So let me let me sort of back up a second and, and explain where this kind of started. So I listen I listen to a lot of podcasts. My my podcast feed list is nearing 50 um, and most of those are actually active podcasts they're they're not like old ones I'm listening to the back episodes of so but one of, there, there's there's a couple of them that I listen to and uh, one of the ones that I do listen to is called the rubber onion it's an animation podcast the rubber onion animation podcast worth checking out tons of fun um, maybe don't listen to it with kids in the car <laughs> but but so as, as I listen to it, I also have a tendency to to follow the people relative to that on on the the interwebernets and various social media platforms and and whatnot. And there's a couple of people I follow that's related to that. And I saw a, a a set of tweets between 
Chris Oatley, who is a, um, I have to double check this to make sure I'm not right, but he, I think he currently works for Disney. Uh, I know he had in the past, but pretty, pretty top-notch animation kind of guy. A lot of, gives a lot of useful and helpful um, tips and writes some really cool blog articles about that sort of stuff. Definitely worth following him on, on the Twitters. <laughs> And uh, Stephen Brooks, who who is the 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 Rubber Onion, that's that's how he introduces himself. So he he's the host for the the Rubber Onion podcast, and they're talking about the nature of art and selfishness. And uh, Chris Oatley's sort of supposition was that um, art is inherently a pure gen thing, act of generosity and, and selflessness in sharing um, and uh, although that, that can sometimes be distorted by selfishness and uh, it got me I mean and I I, I you know really I've, I've got to know <laughs> I should know better than to try to get get involved in discussions with people who are more important than me but I did <laughs> and and I don't know. I'm 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 sort of of a different mind, um, and I think part of the difference is well. Let me keep keep with the keep with the backstory, Jason. Let's keep with the backstory. So my 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 entree into this discussion was that uh, I kind of I kind of think that the the act of creating the process of creating that that's a I think that's a selfish act, and but when you when you release whatever you create, when you share it with the world, and and when I say share it, I, I'm talking about it in the sense of um, not just you know I, I could be talking in terms of uh, creative commons. That's a more sort of a, a, a pure way of doing it. But I'm talking more in terms of the the notion that when and we talked about I talked about this in a previous episode. But the notion that when you release your work into the public sphere, uh, whatever the art form is, music, writing, animation, painting, it could be anything. If it qualifies as, as art for public consumption, then the second that it's put into the public for consumption, it's no longer yours, right? You're, you're sharing it. And I feel that that act is truly generous and... Uh, and, and, and selfless. And because whatever your intent was when making the piece, it's completely irrelevant for the viewer. They're, they it's what they get what they get out of it. And so if you if you happen to communicate if you if your intent was to communicate something and they aligned with that communication, if they if they you know sort of they if they're picking up what you're putting down to put it in a colloquial way of putting it, then, then sweet, but that's not necessary or or required, uh, because again, once it's out in the world, it's not yours anymore. And because if you have that perspective, then then it's it's it is a a purely generous thing. But the act of producing that work, if you don't share it, if you make something and it becomes a, a piece of trunk art that that gets locked in a closet never to be shown to the world then 
there's, I don't think there's anything inherently generous or selfless about that. Um, the, the, the creation is, you know, and, and, and I think the, the act of creating it, like say cathartic art where, you know, you're, you're not so much trying to communicate as you are trying to release your inner demons on the page, so to speak. Right. If you're doing that, then, then by definition, it's, it's a selfish act. And I think the problem, I don't know, maybe the difference is, I guess, is that when somebody says that another person is being selfish or an act is a selfish act, there's a lot of people have an implied understanding that that's a negative thing, that, that selfishness is inherently negative. And I, I don't look at it that way. And I think that's, I think that's where maybe I differ from, from, I definitely differ from, from, uh, just forgot the guy's name, Chris Oatley, uh, in our, in our little brief Twitter discussion about it. But I think I, maybe I differ with, with, more than just him, maybe I differ with a lot of people, you guys tell me, is, is selfishness, 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 <laughs> the more I say it, the less it sounds like a word, if the, is the, the behavior of being selfish, is that inherently negative, I don't think so, and that's why I don't, have a problem saying that creating art is is inherently selfish. You know, the, the, the act of producing something is selfish. And there are people who who try to share selfishly, right? There are people who who try to put their work out into the world with the explicit desire to change someone's mind, to have an impact, to uh, affect some manner of change by way of their work. And their, their intent may be selfish, right? Their, their intent, that, that desire to change things for good or for bad, if you want to, uh, good and bad are sort of too broad for this, but I don't have a better term, so I want to go with good and bad. So whether or not you want to make a difference in a good way or a bad way, the desire to make a difference is inherently selfish, but because you put your work out into the world and it's no longer yours, you're not necessarily going to affect the change that you want to. For instance, I can give you a literature example. I don't know how many people have read um, The Jungle, which is a, a piece of classic literature. But the, the whole thing was, was geared to affect change. It was written to affect change. And it was, it was I mean, hell, the last 50 pages of it are, are kind of a, um, a treatise on socialism, more or less. And, and regardless of however you feel about the, the, the policies of it, I don't care. One way or the other, the purpose of the, the, the intent, the stated intent of the jungle was to align, to get people to align themselves with the, um, the political perspective of the author. What 
actually happened is it, it had a greater effect on the, the safety standards of our food and of factory labor and, and, and those sort of things. It had a, a bigger, mostly on the food though, but it had a, it had a much bigger effect on how food, processed food is processed and, and to a lesser degree, the, 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 the in-factory sort of safety conditions, you know, much, much bigger impact on that than, than, than sort of any sort of like political alignment. Um, so my point being that even if your desire to share is share your work as a, as a selfish base, the fact that people will do with it whatever they will, that share that means that the, the, the that sharing act is and is inherently selfless because you're not you may not get the results you want, and because at that point the work is not yours and and some people don't understand that, and you see a lot of uh, creators having having difficulty with um, quote misinterpretations of their work but you know it's at that point it's 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 still their work but the interpretation you know whether it matches their intent doesn't matter and that's i think that's that's an important consideration so that's why i say that that the the sharing part is 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 the 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 generous and pure and selfless act whereas the the creation part, you know, when you're, when you're creating, unless you're creating for an audience, you're, that you're, you're, you're behaving selfishly. And again, that's, that's not a bad thing, I don't think. Um, and even if you are creating for an audience, why are you creating for an audience? You want to make the audience feel good or feel something, right? And making them feel good or making, making a, you know, quote, positive change in, in their day-to-day lives makes you feel good. So you're, the root of it still gets back to, gets to being selfish, which again, I don't see as a negative thing. And this dovetails, this connects to, to open source software as well, since, you know, this is the open source creative podcast and, you know, I've got to tie it in somehow <laughs> because the, the, the bulk of free and open source software the the what what's the cliche term it's it's programmers or developers scratching their own itch right they have a, a a software developer has an interest in a particular facet of a program you know if in the graphics world graphics world it could be a a compression algorithm it could be uh, animation tools it could be painting um capabilities yeah it could be it could be any number of different things but a person whatever inspires a coder to sit down and hammer at the keyboard and then turn around and and share that code with the world to use right that sharing that, that that sharing moment again that's that selfless act that you're 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 giving your work away freely and sometimes you get paid for it if you're lucky, but 
in, in the general sense of it, you're, you're giving the code away, you're giving that work away, definitely freeze in speech, right? You're giving it away for, for other people to look at, to inspect, to analyze, to modify for their own needs. That's, that's a very pure, very generous, very selfless thing to do. But the act of writing it, the desire to write that code, the desire to, to learn about whatever um, algorithm or, or facet of the program that, 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 that they're interested in, you're interested in, that, that's a selfish thing. The people who write that code, they, they are, again, scratching their own itch. They're, they're, they're working on things that they are personally interested in. And it works, right? That's, it's, it's a selfish act that has tangible positive outcomes. And maybe that's, maybe it's because, because I'm a big open source nerd. Maybe it's because I have that perspective that, that I don't see selfishness as, as a necessarily bad thing or necessarily negative thing. Again, good and bad are, are, I think far too broad in terms of being terms to describe these things and positive and negative aren't much better. But again, hell, I don't, I don't have, I don't have better words, stupid English language. Uh, (laughs) So that's where I think I'm, 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 I'm sitting on that. And I mean, and really the conversation went back and forth like that. And, and I think what, what ended up happening is, is, we are just, and I can link to the conversation. Some other people talked in on it as well, but um, the, the, what I think ultimately ended up happening is we were, each of us who were involved with the conversation, and there was three of us, um, I forget the lady's name, I want to say Amber something. In any case, the, the, those of us that were involved with that conversation, I think we were all discussing something subtly different and and had, like I said, subtly different definitions or connotations for, for the words we were using. Like for, for them, negative or selfishness had a, had a, had a negative connotation. It, 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 mean something negative to them, or at least in the context of whatever they they were talking about. Whereas for me, it, 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 it doesn't, um, selfishness is, is a, a positive driving force as far as I'm concerned, especially if that selfish act is followed with the, the generosity of sharing. And when I say share, by the way, I don't mean like, I don't necessarily mean giving away your work for free, Right. The, 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 that's, that's a lot of the way the open source world works. That's a lot of, in last episode talking about spec work, that's how spec work works. But even if you, if you charge a fee for your work, right? Freelance or, uh, or you're selling completed paintings, for instance, or completed books that you've written, um, whatever you're doing in that, in that regard, even if you're selling it and making money off of it, you're still releasing it. You're still putting it out into the public. So any, any, regardless of, of, you know, and some people might, might debate me on this one, regardless of the quality of the work or, or what it makes people think, say, or do, 
um, and I say make in a very, very loose term, and I don't, I don't really think it makes people do anything. It's very rare for something like that to drive people to action. It might influence the way they think about it, but the point being, by putting something in the public eye, not keeping it locked in a, in a trunk or, or, or wherever, away from, from where people can, can experience your work, if you're, if you're making it so that people can experience your work, then that act I consider sharing. And that, even if it's sharing for a cost, for sharing for a fee, it's still sharing. And if, if that's the case, then, then we're back to that being a, a generous act, that being the, the, the vital component that makes, makes your art more selfless. And again, some people don't know that they're being selfless <laughs> when they when they when they do this. And the same thing goes in the open source world. There are coders out there, I'm I'm sure of it, that are are coding for notoriety. They're probably barking up the wrong tree because it's 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 rare to see see someone get overly you know super famous based on on the code they write. It happens, obviously, especially within within the community of developers. You certainly have some big names and big hitters in that, but you know the what I'm what I'm getting to is that even if the the intent is selfish, the the effect, the result is is a selfless act. Let me see if I can come up with a an analogy that that illustrates what I'm saying. Um, so let's say I, I'm this is completely contrived by the way so it's, <laughs> it's it's a contrived example that I'm making up on the fly so cut me a little bit of slack here but let's let's say I'm I'm uh, walking down the street right and I see some dude standing in the middle of the street with um, a really nice watch really really nice watch and I want that watch and I decide I'm going to steal that watch. I want that watch. I want to take it from him. I want to forcibly take that watch from that guy. So maybe, maybe, and trust me, it's not an Apple watch because it doesn't work with anything that I use. And well, it's not open source and I hate wearing watches, but that's not the top. Let's, 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 let's get back on topic here. It's a regular watch. Well, even if it is an Apple watch, I might sell it, whatever. doesn't matter. My intent is to forcibly take this expensive timepiece from this dude's wrist. So in order to do so, I decide that I'm gonna tackle him, knock him on his ass, and steal the watch. And in the course of tackling this person to steal his watch, I push him out of the way of a bus. So I have just saved his life. My intent was to steal his watch, but I have saved his life. So my intent, totally selfish. But the result, the effect, is I saved a dude's life, right? That's, granted, I, I, I didn't actually steal a guy's watch or save a dude's life. But the point being that, uh, and it's, it's, it's a contrived, probably a poor example at this point, but the, 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 the point here is that anybody looking on, my, the audience, if you will, would see wouldn't see me necessarily lifting the guy's watch off of him 
right? They would they would see that I pushed him out of, out of being struck by a gigantic bus that was going to splatter splatterfy. Is that a word? It is now. Uh, to, to splatticate him, right? And so the the act is in the hands of the audience, and that makes that part selfless because I, I did that in public. Uh, maybe it's not that great of an analogy, but like I said, I came up with it on the fly just now, so eh, it's the best I'm going to come up with. I'll try and work on it. Maybe I'll think of something better and insert it when I edit. Probably won't happen, but you get the idea. Uh, the, if, if you're, if you're, when it comes to art, if your intent is selfish when it comes to sharing it, uh, that, that doesn't matter. It's still selfish or selfless, but the creative part, I'm, I'm having maybe, I'm, I am having trouble conceptualizing how the the create the creation element, the creative element of producing art is is selfless in nature, um, because again. Unless you're explicitly, explicitly making work for a particular audience, I'm making, I'm making a painting for, for, for a specific person, or I'm writing a book for a specific person, or I'm making an animation for a specific set of people, right? Unless you're doing that, it's, it's, and it, unless you're doing that, it's hard to consider the production process selfless and even because and then it's it's sort of uh tainted for lack of a better word by the fact that the production process you know if you're doing it for a particular audience chances are good you're doing it so that you can you know market your work to that audience so that audience would enjoy it and the audience would either you know give you praise for the work or give you money for the work and that then that gets back to being selfish again and so maybe maybe that's something I have to work on and, and figure out is how and maybe you you listeners you people listening to me all you know four of you <laughs> um, maybe you can sort of fill me in here on what what facet of creating art is not selfish is inherently selfless i'm i'm really having a hard time because if you're if you're doing cathartic art where again that that's 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 sort of releasing yourself on the page that's that's by definition selfish because it's it's a release for you right it's a cathartic so so that's that's automatically not going not going to count as as selfless art if you are and even if you're, you're not considering the and if you're not considering the audience and then then you know you're, you're making the work for yourself that goes back to being selfish again or if you're doing the work for an audience but you're doing it for an audience so that you'll receive praise or payment then again you're, you're still selfish so what what part isn't selfish? I don't, I don't know. 
because I think it, I think it all is, and and there's nothing wrong with that. I think that's that's what makes that's what makes a work of art, again, regardless of medium, that selfishness is what gives a work of art its unique character, right? No one else can produce your work because it's your work. And, and I mean, you can ape styles and, and do that sort of thing, but whatever you put down on the page or on the screen or, or wherever, whatever you make is your work and that that selfishness that involvement of the self is what what makes it unique and, and gives it its character and, and and gives it this thing so i'm 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 even at this point disputing the notion i don't think any art the creation of the art i don't think any of it is is selfless i think all of it is selfish and I might even go so far to say that if, if there is art that isn't selfish then it's bad <laughs> or at least boring because it, 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 it there's no interest in it right because it's lacking that selfish that, that unique character that's lacking that 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 infusing of 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 the artist's self into it and if you don't, if you don't have, if you're not putting yourself into your work, then I would, oh, this might get me into trouble, then I would hesitate to call it art. You know, so this is why, this is why people may or do have, have issue or take issue with calling commercial art, art, because quite so much of it can be devoid of feeling, devoid of, of, of a singular vision or, or, or the imparting of, of, a, of a, 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 an artistic selfishness into the piece, right? It's, it's all about, it's, I don't know, just the really good commercial art, you'll notice, has that thing. It has a voice. It has, it has a vision to it. And it has that level of, of, of passion and selfishness tied to it. That, and that's what makes it engaging and good. And if it, and this, again, that's, um, that's talking commercial art, but that obviously goes for, for traditional art. I mean, you, you, you can tell the difference between a study, a tutorial, if you will, um, when it comes to a painting or... or 3d model or, or whatever you can you can tell the difference between something that that is an exercise to to master a technique and a a an artful piece unto itself there are things that start off as exercises don't get me wrong there are, there are a number of things that that people have done and and, and will continue to do that their 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 genesis their birth is in an exercise and then it gets sort of bumped up to that next level by the 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 that person creating it taking ownership of it and and making it their own you know being being selfish about it maybe i'm you know at this point maybe i'm, I'm sort of saying the word too much and, and it's starting to lose its meaning and i'm beating beating a dead horse to death with death 
beating things. <laughs> hey, I hammered that one in hard enough? Probably not. So yeah, that's. I probably I I, I probably exhausted the hell out of this topic. <laughs> um, so, but I can't. I couldn't get it out of my head. I, I I had that you know brief Twitter exchange, and couldn't get the thought out of my head as to as to thinking about it and 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 it's sort of it's a little bit in the zeitgeist because there there, there are a number of other people who are uh, other podcasts that I listen to that are, are sort of dancing around this topic and some people on social media and, and things it's, it's it's in the air it's in the water at the moment that that it's on people's minds um, so maybe I'm my, my mind is sort of subconsciously latching onto that but yeah, I couldn't stop thinking about how I, I I'm, I'm disagreeing or, or agreeing with those sort of things. So I guess I'm gonna I'll 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 end this by by asking you the question of what do you think? You know, is creating artwork an inherently selfish act, and is that necessarily a bad thing? Um, I think I've fully voiced where I think I stand on this. And I'm, again, I say I think I stand on this that way because I'm, I'm open to changing my mind because I can easily be wrong. Uh, the second someone can point out, for instance, if, if, if someone can point out to me um, a, a act of creating art that is purely selfish, selfless, um, I think that would be pretty groundbreaking to me. I would, it would probably really shake my brain up and get me thinking some more about this. Uh, but I, I, again, I maybe it's maybe I just have a limited imagination in that regard. But I can't I can't think of an act of producing art that is um, driven by by selfishness. And again, I don't I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. So yeah, there we go. If you could answer those, answer me, answer me what you think. I would really appreciate it because again, I want to be thinking about this for a while. I can't get this damn shit out of my head. And um, yeah, that's what I got. I'm almost to work now. The drive was actually pretty short. Yay! So I'm gonna go to work. I'll talk to you guys later. And that's the episode. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, if there's something that I say that strikes a chord, you can make a comment on it on the podcast section of my website, which is monsterjavaguns.com slash podcast. And then look for this episode, which again is episode 17. Or if you'd like, you can track me down. I'm Jason Van Gunster. I'm on your favorite social media website. Just look for Monster Java Guns and you can tell me what you think there. I also happen to have an email newsletter. It's a plain text light traffic thing. And uh, yeah, I periodically send an email out to it. Oftentimes I'm asking for help. But sometimes I'm, I'm sharing cool things that, that, that I'm doing, uh, keeping you abreast of that. Hopefully you'd enjoy it. If you're, if you're interested, you can subscribe to that. It's on the sidebar of my website, which again is monsterchoppaguns.com. Yeah, that pretty much covers it. So, see you guys next episode.